Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like the Hot Wings roulette at Nando's, but we're a lot spicier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, My name is Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kane. And we are talking to a woman. I kind of love the sound of this. I don't know what you're going to think about it. She's a dating and relationship expert and she advocates a form of dating that's called rotational dating. What, do I have to spin around in circles? Do you want to? Yeah. Then sure. <laughs> Just pick one out. Then sh- yeah, yeah. You, 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 you. you. <laughs> Not you. Yeah. Okay. Can you just be quiet and listen? All right, should we play the tape? Please. Hi, my name is Sammy Winder, and I'm an international level dating and relationship coach for high achieving women who want to attract their dream love quickly through the power of rotational dating. Sammy Wonder is an international dating and relationship coach. And Miranda Kane, you know, mm. you don't you won't know what she's talking about. No. Rotational dating. Ooh. What's that? Uh, let's ask Sammy. Yes. What is rotational dating? Rotational dating is a really powerful way for single women to attract their guy quickly by keeping their options open and dating many men at the same time till they have the commitment they desire. Okay. How does that feel for you guys? Does it make you curious? Does it distress you? Does it scare you? Does it feel controversial? It feels like, um, why is it rotational dating? Because I... We were having, we were talking about this earlier. Why isn't that just dating? Because Americans just call that dating. Yeah. Or is that a European thing where we're more monogamous straight away? Oh, I love you girls already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm glad you say that. Um, I think it's not just Europe. Um, A lot of my clients also come from America. And the traditional way dating is seen, even in the UK, I would say. I have many clients from the UK. A women today date one man at one time. Yeah. And they feel awful about the thought of um, having many options on the menu. They feel mm-hmm. like it's cheating. They feel guilty. They feel like they have to hide it. And um, I'm completely against this notion because what I see is that this leads to, number one, premature um, investment in a man. Oh, I like those words. Yeah. 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 So it's you get emotionally invested really fast because guess what? If you just have um, one ice cream flavor to choose from, that's the ice cream flavor you're going to (laughs) love. And that you'll get very bored of. Yeah. Yeah, so you need to have more options on the, on your plate in order to understand what's really on offer and what can be offered for you in life and in love. Okay. So most women shut off those options really fast by just hyper-focusing on one man, and that gets them emotionally invested, prematurely invested. And that, of course, leads to heartbreak, and it leads to disappointment in dating because men and women have very different commitment timelines, they commit differently. They operate around sex differently. And so that leads to a lot of confusion. Oh now, the my second God. reason, second reason why rotational dating is uh, the way to do it and you don't want to just date one guy at one time is because 
Come to think of it, if you're in your 30s and 40s and you want love, like you want the family, the kids, the barbecue in the garden, the handsome, successful guy by your side, you know, you want a happy, loving relationship, then when you are in your 30s and in your 40s and in your childbearing years, I know I sound very conservative mama type right now, but there are women who want that and there's nothing wrong with wanting that then you are essentially wasting your very precious time um, on one man who may or may not be the right man for you. See, I and would so suggest what, in your 50s as well, or 60s or 70s or 80s, love is just as important and relationships are just as important. So I don't think age is an issue there. Is, is the thing about rotational dating that you have to be open with everyone? I guess that's the, the issue there. I think you have to be honest when asked. I wouldn't sit on a date and assume that a man in front of me is not seeing other people. I wouldn't assume that. But I think a lot of women and men assume that the person sitting in front of them is only seeing them. And in such scenarios, um, I think it's really important that when someone asks, are you seeing other people? You are honest about it that, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. You're looking for your forever man. You're looking for your forever commitment. And until you know you have that in your life, you don't see the reason why you should shut down all your options. Is there a end point? Is there an, is there <laughs> like, yeah, when do you, do you have anything that you advise your clientele saying, right, when you get to this point, this is when you know you can get rid of all the other people that you've been dating or like, yeah, how do you, how do you stop the other dates and how do you know that you've found the one? I think that level of commitment um, must be defined by you. So for some women that looks like, he and I are going to buy a house together. He and I are going to have a baby together. For some other women, it looks like he asked me for exclusivity. He wants me to be his girlfriend and try this out because we're both happy and into this. Um, for me personally, I rotational dated all the way to the ring. And I told my husband and he's German and a lot of my girlfriends uh, tried to scare me by telling me that good luck doing this. German men take ages to commit. They always want to test drive and there's no way you're going to get without, uh, you know, sleeping with the guy and, um, um, you know, getting into a committed relationship with him. But my husband proposed to me within nine months and I told him, at the at month two, when he asked me to be his girlfriend, I said, that's really sweet. I'm really flattered, but I come from India and I am traditional at heart and I only believe in marriage and ring. That is the solid commitment that I need to have on the table in order for me to stop seeing other men because boyfriend girlfriend is great but it's what I did when I was a teenager and now in my 30s I'm not looking for that anymore he didn't talk to me for two days three days I think he needed to get over <laughs> what he had heard but then he came back around and he said okay so how is it going to look how do I get to know your family how do we you know, get to test compatibility without being boyfriend, girlfriend. And so he came back with a very curious, open mind. So, so um, after two day, um, after two months, rather, he, he kind of said, oh, you know, shall we be exclusive? Will you be my girlfriend? And at that point, you said, yeah, I will. What I would like as an end result is to get married and have family or whatever it is you want. But how do you know you want that from him? Because you, you're two months in, you don't know that yeah. he's that person for you. Um, I think 
think again, uh, time, um, it's, a, it's a myth that prevails that you need two years, three years to figure out if someone is right for you. I think I knew very quickly that he had my non-negotiables and he did not break my deal breakers. And I felt happy, in love, attracted to him. I mean, could there be better men out there? There's, there's always better men out there. I mean, there's always Brad Pitt out there and Daniel Craig out there. So, and they'll always be there. Even when you are a happily married woman, there'll always be that man that you don't have. And that, that seems better than your partner. So for me, it was, you know, this man makes me happy. This man cares about me. This man has the core qualities and non-negotiables that I'm looking for. So yes, if he wants this too, because I did like him and I did care about him. But I also knew that my liking him and my caring about him had nothing to do with him committing towards me. That had to come from him. That yeah. was a decision that had to be inspired, um, you know, that he had to feel inspired to give to me. And so I still sort of, you know, managed my emotional investment, if you know what I mean. Do you think there's an element of competition? Like I, I come from a very competitive family and I get the feeling that if a guy said to me, yeah, I'm seeing other women, I would be like, right, I'm going to wear my best bra. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to be the the best. And I'd I'd throw in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'd, I'd be like, right, you know, let's, let's jump up the competition here. Do you think like you're, you're getting the guys to pit against each other? Not, there's nothing wrong with that. It's highly erotic, but (laughs) I think um, it's it's how you look at it. Um, I do say, may the best man win. (laughs) I'm putting that on my dating profile. Good. And I truly believe that's all right. My husband never wanted to believe. He never wanted to talk about the competition. He till today tells me that he felt it and he did not like it. So. I think that element is there, but you also get to see, you get to differentiate between the insecure man and the secure man really, really fast because a secure man, even when there is competition is still going to play his best game because his eyes are on you and you're the prize and he, he is going to do the best to, to win this. Whereas an insecure man is very quickly going to start feeling deflated, get judgmental on you, get critical of you, blame you, call you names, because he's not able to handle that pressure. But that is the truth. You see what I'm trying to get here at, and if a man really understands this, in other words, I did not say this directly to my husband, Chris, but what I was telling Chris, in other words, is, hey, if you want to marry me tomorrow, I'm going to say yes. But you have to first make up your mind if I am the overnight girl or I am the forever girl. I'm saying, you know, when you know what you want for us and you know that this is forever, I'm going to shut my options off. So I'm actually offering a great deal to a guy who's into me and who knows what he wants with me. So any kind of insecurity then um, lacks personal responsibility. You don't want to own up to the fact that you're not sure about the woman yourself. So there's two questions. So when you, um, with rotational dating, you you advocate not having sex with any of them or you're allowed to, or you, you think it's okay to, but as long as everyone knows the score, that's okay. Okay, so I don't like to play um, moral police. I think a woman should be able to do what she knows she can emotionally handle. Now, in my experience, I knew myself, like I just had such crystal clarity that 
okay, I can see many men, I can go on connection dates, but if I start to get physical, my head turns around. You know, I become that needy girl and my oxytocin kicks in and then I want more of his voice and I want to smell his perfume and that's not going to serve me when it comes to wanting to attract my husband. So I did not do it. And I made it very clear to the guys that I was seeing that I'm not sleeping around. I'm going on connection dates and I'm keeping my options open. And if it gets serious with someone and goes to that point, I will let you know. Now, for some other women, um, you know, some of my clients, um, high achieving women from New York, you know, they're like, Sammy, I miss sex. You know, I miss sex. I want sex. And in that case, I would say um, as long as both parties are okay with sexual exclusivity, you can talk about sexual exclusivity with one particular guy, and then you can still keep seeing other people. You can still keep seeing other men. Now, can you handle more than one guy? Well, if you can, go for it. Like, who am I to judge? I think it's about knowing yourself and knowing what your boundaries are and knowing what you can handle. So that makes sense. So basically, the, the yeah, that's personal choice as opposed to the rules of rotational dating. So that's not a deal breaker. With so for you personally, you were dating in your thirties, and then you were like, no, I want it's unsuccessful. The way I want to do it is this way. So, but you, there must have been some reluctance or reticence and what was your reluctance or reticence oh well it was uh, my love life looked miserable so i was dating in my early 20s not 30s i'm in my 30s now um i was dating in my early 20s and uh, man after man was fizzling out on me and i was reasonably good looking i was smart i was intelligent i had a master degree i i was presenting papers in colombia and for my life i couldn't understand what do these men want and like why can't i get things right um in my love life and so i think that's where all my journey my personal journey started with um being self-taught in romantic relationships and uh, the trigger was this lawyer this hot lawyer that i was dating intensely for two months and i thought everything was going really really well he was really coming on strong at me and then there was this ghostly silence for 10 days and then my girlfriends encouraged me to reach out and, you know, ask, is everything okay? And I did that. Today, I would never recommend my clients to do that, but I did that. I asked him what was wrong. Um, and he said to me, you're a great girl, but I don't think I can give you what you want. And I was like, okay. And so I think in that moment, I had a choice. I could just keep my heart shut down, get angry, get jaded, get embittered, hate men, um, act tough. I mean, that was my favorite. Just act like nothing, nothing can bother you and you can't experience pain and you're strong and you'll get through this. But what I chose was radical for me at that point, which is I sat down with the tissue box and I really howled that night. I still remember like howled till 2, 3 a.m., swollen eyes. And in the morning, somehow that, 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 that there was a shift inside, like, okay, you know, this cannot go on this way. There is something in the way you are doing things that is not working for you. And you're a smart woman. You need to figure out what's not working for you. And I think that was the start for my journey, my personal journey. I was still working as a 
consultant for an international development organization. But I, I, I read books, I taught myself, I figured it out. And it was not just about rotational dating and sex. I think it had a lot to do with uh, my self-esteem. It had a lot to do with how I used to perform for men, not connect with men, and how I always felt like I had to be, I had to be a certain kind of woman to attract a man. And that was always negating my authentic self. Mm. So I thought I had to be witty. I thought I had to be sexy. I thought I had to talk a certain way, look a certain way. And there was so much performance in it. There was so much inauthenticity inside of it. And I had to let go of many layers of that, that, that performance and really put the mask down, as I say, put the mask down mm-hmm. and just be the real person that I am. And I'm not just smart, strong, successful. I can also be chaotic. I can also be disorganized. I can also be like a little girl sometimes. Has, yeah? has rotational dating helped you do that? Because I can imagine like it's it's hard to keep a mask on with sev- six or seven different guys. So is that something that helped you say, right, I'm finding my authentic self because it's just exhausting laughing at all these shit jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think just the fact that you had so many people's, like so many options, um, who were offering you these different dating experiences, you also get to a certain amount of self uh, comfort with yourself. Mm. And you you start to see who's really fitting and who's not fitting. And if your usual uh, instinct, if your everyday go to instinct is to start trying to fit in, then it starts to become clear when you date many, many people, oh, you know, that felt like hard work. This felt like flow. That felt like performance. This felt like ease. So I definitely believe that rotational dating offers you that immense learning opportunity to really discover yourself in the presence of another human being and see where where is it that you're able to relax and really be yourself because because attraction is so it's so nuanced. It's so complex. You you can sit in front of a great guy and feel like shit. And you can sit in front of a very mediocre man and feel really awesome. But that is not something you can theoretically define. It's something you need to experience. And I think rotational dating offers you that. It sounds like something that like, because at first I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, could I even get one guy? But then when I think about, could I get one guy? But that's, could I get one guy that I'm attracted to? But actually what I'm thinking now is well what about those guys who message me and I write them off why don't I go out on a date with them because they don't have to be exactly everything because they don't have to be yeah yeah. so it sounds like I can you know if you forgive the term I know this probably isn't what you mean but use them for practice in my Mm. you know initial idea is like say oh well let's use them for practice but actually those could be the ones that I feel really comfortable with is that something that that comes into rotational dating absolutely I mean I wouldn't when I teach my courses and programs, I don't uh, put it under rotational dating. I put it under, um, you know, getting to know what you want. Yeah. So use them as practice. Brilliant. And I believe that once you've defined what you don't want, which is your deal breakers, you've defined your minimum standards. I mean, a woman of your, uh, at your level and, um, you know, your intellectual capacity and caliber needs a certain kind of match, right? Well, so you well, yeah. and- I mean, this is over Skype, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so your, your deal breakers, your minimum standards, and your non-negotiables, right? Now, once you have that nailed down, I don't want you to give a face to your soulmate. I don't want you to dress him up a certain way. I don't want you to think that he should look like the Wall Street banker with the, uh, you know, hot, you know, black suit, or he should look like this footballer. It's really important to stay open at the start, because Mm -hmm. when you stay open at the start, and by open, I don't mean like you have to settle right? So you still have your non-negotiables, you still have your deal breakers. So you're not going to entertain crappy men. Mm -hmm. But there will be men who may not strike you in the first go. Mm. But these can be wonderful men. And so what I teach my clients is give up to three dates. If chemistry doesn't develop, drop it, drop it respectfully, but give a man three chances to woo you, because believe it or not, chemistry can develop. Now, I always give my own example. When I met my husband, he's six feet, two inches tall, and he's blonde, and he's got blue eyes. So technically, he had everything that I was longing for. I'm, 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 I'm of Indian origin, and I'm brown, and I have black hair. And yet, when I saw his personality, I was like, oh, you're a cute, cuddly bear. Like, you can never be my husband. So what I'm going <laughs> to do is I'm going to practice on you. Yeah. And within two, three dates, what I started to notice was that this man had way more drive, had way more masculine energy, was coming at me in ways that really flattered me and made me feel good versus the other so-called masculine guys who looked great, smelled great, but had lagged initiative, were more passive, didn't make me feel special. And so I actually started to feel more towards my husband because he surprised me. So I think that leaving that window open for the first two, three dates is really going to help you to see people, to see men for who they truly are versus when you chase that first spark or first chemistry. I love this. It is a real um, pressure off way that what Mm. you were saying, Mary, it's it's just like a pressure off way. And and yeah, I mean, I definitely emotionally invest. So if you are doing this, even just by nature of seeing more than one person, you're emotionally investing less just because you're doing that. If um, So say there were any single women listening, (laughs) what would you what would your top three tips be to them to kind of get on this rotational dating into that groove into the merry-go-round yeah (laughs) um number one would be chuck the guilt and start rotational dating now your time is very precious and you don't deserve to spend um years and months um on one guy who's not giving you what you want So really chuck the guilt and really start doing this. This is you honoring your time, yourself. Um, This is you honoring the fact that you deserve the best. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two would be, ladies, please educate yourself when it comes to your romantic relationships. They, you know, just like you learn you, when you want to learn how to drive, you go to a driving school and when you want to learn how to dance, you go to a dancing school, when you want to learn the relationship skills that are going to bring you that healthy love, you've got to go to a love school, you've got to go to a professional and expert. You know, I see so many amazing women trying to make their love lives work by themselves, and trying to do all this trial and error and heartbreak and figuring it out themselves. I think it's so important to understand that nothing is wrong with you, 
we've just not been taught the skills. Mm. And I had a master degree and I was incredibly smart. And I even I didn't have the skills. So you can be very incredibly smart at something. You can be an expert at, at another field. But if you're not succeeding in your love life, get the help, get the support. It's going to make a world of difference. So that's tip number two. And tip number three would be to start embracing, again, it will come from learning, to start embracing more principles of feminine energy. Now, this is a whole new topic, so I don't want to dive deeper into it. Um, um, But I would say that there is a lot of potential in us as women that we're still not exploring. And, and it's, we are so driven and we're so ambitious and we are so career oriented that we are a lot in our masculine energy. And we really want to also bring out our feminine side. You know, I love the hosts of this show because I find that you ladies are incredibly playful and authentic <laughs> and you're laughing and you're not so stiff, right? I mean, this is all I'm feminine pretty. energy. This is- <laughs> This is feminine and this is beautiful and more of this needs to come out and radiate in our dating lives. It doesn't have to be, when you say, oh, be feminine, it doesn't mean that you have to want to be shut up indoors and doing the hoovering and the tidying yeah. all day. It's just I, it's just be playful and, and have a laugh. Yeah, being soft on the inside, outside and strong on the inside. Mm. So I always say feminine is really stereotyped badly for being dormatty and weak. Mm. I, I run a seven-figure company and I am very much in touch with my feminine energy and I'm not a doormat. Yeah. I have a voice and I have rights and I have boundaries, but they're inside, right? They are not walls on the outside. I don't have to look like a tough cookie in order to be a tough cookie. I am a tough cookie, Mm -hmm. but that's on the inside. On the outside, it's soft, it's inviting, it's playful, it's fun. And I think that's, that's the element I encourage women to have Stop more of. Stop saying cookie. I haven't had anything to eat. <laughs> Tommy's going to go now. This is so interesting. Miranda and I now are going to, we're going to try this out. Yes. And producer Juliet, maybe. Yeah. We're going to try this out and we're going to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work. <laughs> How do um how do people find out more about you? Well, uh, you can find my website on Google, sammywonder.com. Uh, what's important is the spelling. It's not wonder. It's wonder, the German word. So it's S-A-M-I-W-U-N-D-E-R. I also have a very active Facebook group uh, of divas that you are more than welcome to join uh, called Wonder Divas. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you said that you, you know, when you discovered you fancied your husband, what percentage of that was so that you could have Wonder as a surname? <laughs> <laughs> Because Sammy Wonder, that is a I banger not, name. I was not driven by that at all at that point. Yeah, point. right. Sure, yeah. Sammy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's not listening. You're right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, that was super interesting. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you for being such fun hosts. And thank you for having me. Wow. <laughs> Uh, are you going to do it? Yeah, we should do I, it. I think we should do this. I yeah. like a month of it and see what happens because I was, I think my, the pressure I put on dating is I tend not to go on a date with someone unless I pretty much think they might be the one. Yeah. And then that means one date a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that date a year is so pressured. And that is based on someone sending you texts or... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I, I, I'm going to admit, I yeah. was a little bit, I was very sceptical. I was yeah. very sceptical. I was just like, this is just dating. It's just someone making some money by sticking a word in front of yeah. it, whatever. <laughs> but when you look at what you do, which is you tell people that if they ask, you tell people you're seeing other people, yeah. which isn't to say you just turn up and date and go, uh, by the way, um, so I'm totally dating other people. Yeah. It's like if they ask. <laughs> so it's that little element of competition, but it's not in your face. But also seeing, like just going out for dates with people, not seeing it as like, oh, I have to go out and I have to meet the love of my life and I'm not going to go out with them unless they tick all these different boxes. Which is what I do. Which is what we I do, as, do well. as well. Yeah. So it's just a date. So it's just a date, yeah. And it's just meeting someone else and it's not taking them on face value, like, you know, or you can, or, you you know, yeah, whatever. Where the fuck was Sammy when I was young and firm? Stick them in rotation. (laughs) Stick them in in rotation. If a guy is too short for you, don't Matt, go on a date, stick him in rotation. Can I say something, though? What? This is all great. I am not liking any of my RDs to be doing this to me. Your RDs? Rotational daters. <laughs> I don't want any of them to be... Doing it to you. Doing it to me. Oh, no. Yeah, this is why. Don't tell them about it, though. Really? Come on, yeah, no, let's keep this a secret. Okay, secret. Let's keep don't it put it on a podcast. Don't put it on a podcast. <laughs> don't talk about it on Twitter. Don't, definitely don't no. tweet about it. Oh, I was going to say, point number two confused everyone. Yes. So point number two, she said... Um, Educate yourself. Yeah. Uh, subscribe. Subscribe to a podcast. Yeah. Subscribe well, to a on. dating and relationship podcast. Called. Oh, no, good sex. Whatever. Good sex. 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 Good the, the second point, which is to kind of get a professional, get education on this. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of wavering a little bit with that because you kind of think, in a way, you know, is Sammy touting for business? <laughs> but also you're going to think, well, hang on, people didn't have this in the past and yeah. they made beautiful relationships. But then you kind of think, there were matchmakers. Yeah. There were, you know, maybe in the past there were ways that people were doing this. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you know, it's all got so weird, hasn't it? Yeah. And everything's so loaded. And I'm such a freak. <laughs> and that <laughs> might be where I should have led with. <laughs> and I might have started with that we, point. Because normally I just think that everything's so freaky, but I'm so loaded. So it's fine. <laughs> but I... I I think that could be incredibly... Do you know what? Incredibly empowering. And I thought when I read about it, I thought, no, there's no way I could do that. It's too challenging for me. But I kind of think I might be ready to try this I think I think we should yeah oh you're gonna wear um well nothing that's the point isn't it Whoa. oh Jesus every time <laughs> listen I've been BB Lynch I'm Miranda Kane Good Sex Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols and if you want to get in contact if you want to date us <laughs> <laughs> oh my you god want to be one of our <gasps> rotational dates Get in contact with us at info at sexpod.co.uk. And we were, I'm going to, I'm, Hopefully. I'm even, even going to exfoliate. Yeah! I promise to exfoliate. I won't moisturise, only for a second date, but oh. yeah, we'll exfoliate. Would you, when you were doing the RTing, the RDing even, mm. would you have sex? Uh, it depends on how much it. they were paying me. <laughs> and on that beautiful romantic note, <laughs> we will see you next week. Why do you ruin everything? <laughs> <laughs> 